Tornadoes ripped through Tennessee over the weekend. Conditions are getting worse in the Gaza Strip, and we've learned more about the man accused of leaking classified files on Discord. Those are some of the stories that we'll get to today on The 7 from The Washington Post. I'm Jeff Pierre. It's Monday, December 11th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. At number one, the healthcare system in Gaza is on the brink of total collapse. The director of the World Health Organization said yesterday that healthcare in Gaza is on its knees after more than two months of bombardment and siege by Israel. Respiratory infections, meningitis, jaundice, and diarrhea are spreading through the territory, and aid groups warned over the weekend that Palestinians in Gaza face the threat of mass starvation. Secretary of State Antony Blinken renewed his call this weekend for Israel to do more to protect civilians in Gaza. But on Friday, the U.S. vetoed a U.N. resolution demanding a humanitarian ceasefire. And on Saturday, the Biden administration bypassed Congress to approve the sale of more military equipment to Israel. And aid groups have said they can't provide more assistance to people in Gaza while the fighting continues. Number two. The University of Pennsylvania's president resigned over her congressional testimony on anti-Semitism. Liz McGill was criticized by alumni, donors, and politicians after she declined to state plainly that a call for genocide against Jews would violate the university's code of conduct. She said whether or not such speech would be considered harassment would depend on its context. McGill made the remarks during five hours of questioning at a congressional hearing about anti-Semitism on college campuses on Tuesday. The presidents of Harvard and MIT also testified and have also come under criticism for their testimonies. The incident has reinvigorated the debate about free speech and where colleges draw the line between offensive speech and threatening conduct. McGill's resignation on Saturday was celebrated by some politicians, academics, and students, but others worried it would set a precedent for donors and politicians to restrict the free speech rights of students and professors, especially those protesting Israel's war in Gaza. Number three, at least six people were killed after tornadoes ripped through Tennessee. The tornadoes touched down around Nashville on Saturday. Dozens of people were injured and tens of thousands were left without power. The severe thunderstorms that spawned the tornadoes erupted ahead of an intense cold front. It stretched from Michigan through western Tennessee and into eastern Texas. Ahead of the front, unusually warm and humid air surged northward, helping to fuel the storms. On the east coast, the same weather system caused a significant storm yesterday. That's raised the risk of travel delays into the start of the work week. So check for disruptions before you set off today. Number four, we learned a lot more about the man accused of leaking classified files on Discord. In April, Jack Teixeira, a 21-year-old member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard, was arrested and charged after allegedly sharing hundreds of classified documents with his friends on Discord. That's a chat platform popular with gamers. The documents allegedly disclosed by Teixeira reveal information obtained by nearly every element of the U.S. intelligence community. 
They covered an astonishing range of topics, including the Russia-Ukraine war, China's development of hypersonic spy drones, North Korea's nuclear weapons development, and conflicts in the Middle East. Now, an investigation by The Post shows how Teixeira allegedly used his privileged access to obtain these classified files. It also reveals missed opportunities to potentially catch him earlier in the act. If you want to know more, a documentary produced by The Post and Frontline premieres tomorrow. You can watch The Discord Leaks at 7 p.m. Eastern on our website or on PBS at 10 p.m. Elon Musk restored Alex Jones's account on X yesterday. That's number five. Alex Jones is the conspiracy theorist and InfoWars founder who falsely claimed that the 2012 Sandy Hook school mass killing was staged. He was banned from the social media platform, formerly known as Twitter in 2018. He had been using Twitter to promote hate speech and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and elevating extremist voices. Ex-owner Musk made the decision after conducting an unscientific poll on the platform. He said in a post, the people have spoken and so it shall be. He also wrote, this will be bad for X financially, but principles matter more than money. Advertisers had already been fleeing the site over anti-Semitism and hateful content, and this may lead to more. Number six, the FDA approved two gene therapies that target sickle cell disease. Sickle cell disease is a genetic illness that can cause excruciating pain and cut decades off people's lives. The therapies were approved Friday, offering hope to sufferers across the country. And it could also have much wider implications for the future of medicine. One of the therapies is the first commercially available treatment in the U.S. based on gene editing technology called CRISPR. This tool has quickly moved from a scientific breakthrough in 2012 to a therapy that can alleviate suffering. After the FDA approval, experts expect that treating sickle cell disease will be the first of many medical uses for this technology. And at number seven, paleontologists found a fossil of a tyrannosaur with its dinner still inside. The amazing find was revealed on Friday. It's a fossil of a Gorgosaurus, which is a smaller cousin of the T-Rex. In the space where its stomach once was, paleontologists found the partially digested drumsticks of two bird-like dinosaurs. It was probably the Gorgosaurus's last meal. This is the first discovery of its kind. It opens a window into the behavior and diet of a predator that lived 75 million years ago. And it kind of makes me want to have drumsticks. That's the show for today. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, a great way to support our work is through a subscription to The Washington Post. Right now, you can get an all-access digital subscription for as little as $4 every four weeks. Subscribe to The Post by going to WashingtonPost.com slash subscribe. I'm Jeff Pierre, and I will meet you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow. 